praise the Lord. Happy New Year. I'm reminded of what Pastor invoked in us on Sunday. And he said that we are the seed of God and our God calls things that are not as if they are. So um, we want to cross like our brothers in Asia who have already crossed. So it's Happy New Year. Amen. Our, our time is, is coming shortly. Please help me to appreciate the guitarists who have the choir, particularly the guitarists. You know, I said, uh, I declared earlier that I am not a musician, but I can pick good music. The guitarists are doing a fantastic job. Amen. You know, brothers and sisters, strangely, people who don't know how to cook are the greatest critics. If you have been to a cafeteria, Java, the people who complain the loudest are the poor cooks. Just watch. So, uh, us who are not musicians can tell good music. That was fantastic music. Look. The book of Luke. As we look for those, I just want to agree with Pastor, uh, the words he have said. I'm just reminded uh, of scripture that says, uh, this Christ saying, he says that at the beginning of God's way, I was before him and I was his daily delight. And my delight was with the sons of men. Hello? That at the beginning of the world, Christ was a daily delight before the Lord. And Christ's delight was with the sons of men. Meaning, we were there at the beginning of God's way. Now, there are ways of God and there is a way of God. But anyway, the Bible says that we were there at the beginning. If we were there at the beginning, we will also be there in the future. So since God has gone in the new year and 2022, we have gone with him. That's revelation. All right, look, I don't seem to find it. I got it. Look, uh, chapter, chapter one. And today we'll be looking at the three desires. The three desires. Three desires. And a desire is defined as something, a strong feeling of wanting to have something. A strong feeling of wanting have something. So we're going to look at three desires. And our opening verse uh, was Luke 1 from 13 to 17. Luke, the first chapter, 13 to 17. All right. Uh, Luke 1, 13 to 17, New King James. 
But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and, glad and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be, a, will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. Now 16. Uh, begin from 16. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Amen. Text about John the Baptist. Remember I said on Sunday, the Bible says in 1 John, it says, and a man sent from God. Remember that? And we said that John the Baptist was just sent from the Lord. He was there with God and at a period of time, God decided to send him as an ambassador. Just as we have been sent. That's why we are called strangers. We are called strangers on earth. In other words, our abode is somewhere else. So we are strangers. Now this is the story of John the Baptist. And 16 says that this man was sent to turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God and to turn the hearts of fathers to the children and the vice versa. That is his mission statement. So we want to look at our first desire. What do I mean by desires? We could call it prayers, but because one of them is not really like prayers, something that for me is something that you should desire when a new year is opening. The next two, we can call them prayers. How do you pray? Or the things that God has taught me how to pray when I'm crossing over a new season. I remember brothers and sisters, one day I came here and told you there's a lady who accosted me in the morning and asked me to, you know, very calmly, I, you know, we Tanzanians were very calm and said, Brother Mulongo, I want to ask you one thing. He says, uh, I want you to teach me how to pray. <laughs> it was, it is, and still today it's been the most difficult thing to do. How do you teach someone how to pray? Because one is that prayer changes with maturity in Christ. Amen? And so, not knowing her accurate stage, stage in life, I don't know how to teach her. Let me, let me illustrate. If today I ask my daughter here, when I'm leaving the house, and ask her, hey, my daughter, what can I bring you? What do you guess she will say? What will be her prayer? Candy. Candy. Now, if today I left my wife in the house and asked my wife, what can I bring? And she told me, bring me candy. I will turn and look at her. Just to confirm is everything okay? Why? Because of stages in life. Another thing about prayer is that prayer is revelation. It's revelatory. 
the more you have got revelation about Christ, it changes the way you pray, so to speak. The, the more you get to, into intimacy with Christ, your prayer life changes. And so, I used to agonize, what should I pray for in the new year? And God has taught me several things over the years consistently. So, I'll teach you two of them, but the first one is the desire. So, what do you desire for in the new year? The first desire that God taught me is the desire to change hearts. The desire to touch hearts. You know, brothers and sisters, we have come from a Sunday school where we have been taught to ask for things. But as I continue to learn about Christ, and I think the revelation keeps on growing, God kept challenging me that the greatest desire you have, you should have, is to impact lives. And so next year, brothers and sisters, as we walk into the new year, one of our greatest desires that we should nurse is to change lives. To change lives. And here we see God saying that he sent John the Baptist to change hearts. And Christ comes and says, among us all people born of women, there has risen none like John the Baptist. Why? Because that man came to change hearts and he did faithfully. I want next year to change hearts. I want to change hearts. I want to impact people. That's my prayer number one. God make me an instrument of peace. An instrument of change. Not give me bread. We need to change. As I said, prayer changes with time. When in the new year you begin praying for clothes, something is not right. Hello? I know this is not a very good gospel. I'll tell you why you should not pray for clothes in the next one. So our desire next year, the first one, is to impact people. You know, I'm reminded of a story when I was uh, uh, the year 2004. A certain preacher gave a story. And uh, later on, I began seeing it on the internet. Let me repeat it for you. I have never forgotten that story. He said there was a couple that had gone for honeymoon. And while in their hotel suit, they saw an old man on the beach walking every morning. I know you have seen that story. And that man will pick things on the beach as he went around. And that couple kept watching him as the days went by. And so one day they got curious. Why? What is those things that that old man seemed to be picking on the beach very early in the morning? So they became curious and went to check. And they found that that man who happened to be a professor was picking fish that had been washed to the shore. You know, they remember that story. Alright? And they were shocked at the audacity of that man or the carelessness of that man. How can you invest your time in the morning to pick fish that had been washed to the shore? I don't see that picture. If you have been to the beach, how many fish is washed to the shore in a single morning? 
So they told him, Mze, are you okay? You know, there's so many fish here. Why would you do that? And that Mze never answered them. He just said, it makes a difference to that one. 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 Short story, long story short. Within a week, the next few days, a crowd joined them. Joined that Mze. Two people, three people, and soon it was a huge crowd. People were picking fish and tossing it back in the water. It makes a difference that one. It makes a difference that one. Brothers and sisters, it is one soul at a time. One person at a time. Let's impact people. Let's change people. Let me tell you two things about, about, about touching hearts. Or let's observe the following. Number one is that you won't go looking for opportunities to touch people. You won't go looking out for opportunities. John the Baptist never went out looking for people. Instead, they came looking for him. In short, I'm saying that on a daily basis, God will bring your way people whose hearts you need to touch. As early as tonight, either a prayer, either an encouragement, either support, God will bring people your way. Amen? One thing I've also learned about that touching hearts is that the Bible says that cast your bread among the many waters and after many days, the bread shall come back to you. You know what it means? I'll give you an, I'll give you an illustration so that you can, be, you can understand this illustration. For those who watch soccer, for those who watch soccer, there are guys called strikers. You know strikers? Strikers are people who are deployed in front to convert goals. And soccer, you win soccer by scoring goals. You don't win soccer by a draw. Hello? So, teams deploy strikers. And in many instances, for those who have been watching soccer, strikers are seldom more than two. Either one or two. Hello? They either deploy just Ronaldo and the others sit at the back. I came to learn one thing, Mama Pastor, that when you watch other people as you do the striking, changing people's hearts, God watches your back. Hello? Seldom does a striker worry about what's going to happen at the back. They are defenders. His work is to wait for the ball so that he can convert it. And they cannot win if they keep letting in more goals as they score. So the point is, score as much as you can score, but defend as much as you can defend. So that he's scoring, the other people who are minding his business at the back. God taught me that thing. That as you focus on changing people's hearts, touching other souls, your back is being taken care of. Let's cast the bread amongst the world. So our first desire next year is what God told is prophesying about John the Baptist. That let's go and turn the hearts of people. Turn the hearts of people. Touch people. Touch people. Touch your bosses in the way we do. I'm just reminded of a testimony of a sister in Tanzania. Um, I couldn't see her in church for a while. And so I asked her recently before I came, I met her and said, hey, Dr. So-and-so, I have not seen you in church. She told me one thing I've not forgotten. She told me uh, she works in the Attorney General uh, Chamber. She said, the Attorney General, for some reason, does not trust anyone for sensitive jobs. It's only me she sends. He sends. 
And I thought, what a testimony. A believer that God has trusted that because of her touching hearts, that her boss cannot trust other people in the office except her. You know, she's touching hearts. She's touching the heart of her boss and other people behind her. They keep asking, what does Dr. So-and-so do that the boss trusts her this much? She's touching hearts. So, next year, brothers and sisters, let's purpose to touch hearts. And your clothes will be taken care of. I can vouch for that. I was young and I'm an old man. Your clothes will be taken care of. I have seen that. Desire number two. I am aware of time and curfew. And this is particularly for myself because I'm having a flat tire. I'm having a, a puncture, so <laughs> I want to go early. Uh, desire number two. Now, this one is more of a prayer. How do you pray for, for next year? And in my looking around, I came across one major prayer made by a man that God said that was an accurate prayer. And I think I have mentioned this in passing in church here. And that prayer was made by none other than our brother Solomon. And I was also going to mention Yabes. Someone has mentioned Yabes, which is correct. Those two guys prayed almost similar prayers. But let me talk about more about Solomon. Solomon has become a king. Coming to fill shoes of his father. And the Bible says that he went to worship God. I think it was Hebron. And in the middle of worship, God comes to him at night. And God asks him, now, my son, ask me what you require. You can read that one in from 1 Kings uh, chapter 3 from verse 7. And Solomon tells, tells God the truth. He tells God, look here, you have been with my father. And now my father is no more. And you have left me with these great people. Therefore, God, I ask you one thing. That you give me, he said something very important. That you give me Shama. That you give me Shama. S-H-A-R-M-A. That you give me Shama. Hello? For New Year, let's pray for Shama. Let's desire for Shama or Sharma. He says, give me a heart of understanding. The word shama basically means give me a listening heart or an understanding heart or a heart that understands diligently. That's the word shama in Hebrew. And God says, because of, because of what you have asked, I'll give you more than that. I'll give you wealth, I'll give you long life, and I'll also subdue your enemies. So I learned that when you ask for wisdom, as I mentioned one day here, you have also asked for clothes. Hello? When you desire wisdom, your clothes have been taken care of. Let me give an illustration. If you become the president of this country, 
You don't go praying, God, give me security guards. Give me a limousine. And that's what we do, brothers and sisters. We pray for limousines and security guards. The office comes with those packs. The day they say you are the president-elect, your life changes from that day on. You don't drive the car, kind of cars we drive. It comes armored. Hello? You cannot go to Luduli Avenue and eat chips anymore. Your life has changed. Not because Luduli Avenue chips is bad, but because of the security that surrounds you. They have to look around at the buildings. Okay? Who could be pecking down to our president? They will tell you, Mze, Mze, I know you love chips in Luduli. Let's go pick the chips for you if you must eat chips from Luduli Avenue. Or they'll get that cook you love and bring to State House. In short, certain prayers come with packs. When you desire wisdom, wisdom brings other things. They walk hand in hand. It says, and you will also receive honor. When you desire wisdom, honor comes. Honor comes. You know why some of the people are favored in life? You say they are favored and they are honored. It's because they desired wisdom. When you're on your knees, my brother, tonight, when we raise our hands today to pray for next year, just say, Father, give me wisdom. Give me understanding. Give me a listening ear. That's an accurate prayer. And now, let me tell you one thing. That prayer has got no age in salvation. Whether you're a new believer or old or mature or guka, it doesn't age. Wisdom for every season. Wisdom. My brother, sometimes I stay on my knees and I only pray for one thing. Father, give me wisdom. Give me understanding. But more importantly, a listening ear. A listening and understanding. You know, brother, this is one thing is this. That we all went to class, the same class, many of us. But remember that our results were very different. Hello? Some of us, uh, myself and my brother, my twin brother, uh, my stepbrother, born the same year, difference of a few months. Same teachers, same parents, same environment, different outcomes. By the time I was at the university, my brother was in class seven. We were taught the same teachers. Why? We, he's listening, Buster. He's hearing. What he had and what I had were very different. So let's pray for an understanding heart, a listening heart. And I once said one thing, that when you pray for wisdom, God does several things. One of them is that he makes your ear attentive to counsel. To counseling. He makes your ear attentive to counseling. And another thing that he brings counselors around your life. So anyway, next year, our second desire, let's desire for wisdom, for understanding, for shama. The last one. The last one, my favorite. Now, Jesus is born. And the angel of God comes and tells Joseph and Mary, take the young child and run to Egypt. For Herod seeks after his life. Remember the story. And they went and abode in Egypt for a while. And later on, the angel goes to Egypt and tells Joseph in a dream, 
Now go back to Israel. Hello? And Joseph hid the voice and comes back to Israel with a young baby. And when they arrive in Israel, the Bible says, and God appears again in Joseph with Joseph and tells him, Joseph, now turn and go to Galilee of the Gentiles. People living in great darkness. Hello? And then he tells him again, go to a city called Nazareth. And then the Bible says, so that you can fulfill what's written by the prophets that he shall be called a Nazarene. Remember that story. It is not just about the Nazarene, but for me, I learned one thing. That God is a master strategist. He's a master strategist. Divine order. Another story. Before I tell you what the, the desire is. Jesus Christ. People come to him asking for tax of the temple. I know you know the story. It's a fascinating story. They come to ask from the Lord, the temple tax, the owner of the temple. You know, and then he asks Peter, Peter, who do people exact taxes from? And Peter says, he asks him from sons or from strangers. And Peter says, it is from strangers. And Christ says, so that we don't offend them. Go to the river, cast your hook, and the first fish that you get, open its mouth, and you'll get money. And pay that tax for you and for me. <laughs> eh? Very, very strange places to expect money. Very strange places. But I keep asking myself this question. Supposing Peter decided to be smart enough being a fisherman. Remember Peter was a fisherman. And decided to catch a lot of fish. Saying since fish has got money, let me catch a hundred because he's good in fishing. What will have happened? He will have gone through fish number one, number three, up to perhaps ninety-nine, and will not have found the, the money. But it was fish number master strategist. He knows what you require and how you require it. In other words, he knows the operations and how to operationalize the plans. Now, let me pin it home. Sorry, I've given you ones here. Ah, you'll find that prayer in uh, that story in uh, 2 Samuel uh, chapter 5 from 17. I'll paraphrase in the interest of time. Now, David has become a king. A young, a, young, a, young, a young guy, 30 years old. And the first thing he faces are the Philistines. The first baptism is by fire. You know, the, you know, the first year of being the king, the, the Bible said, when the Philistines heard that David had become the king, they gathered against him in the valley of Rephaim. Hello? And David goes to the Lord and tells God, God, should I do? Should I advance? And the Bible says, God says, yes, advance again, for behold, I have given them into your hands. And David advances and beats them to Palu. Tick. First examination, tick. The guy has gone to God and asked God for divine guidance. Now, you read again downwards, it doesn't say just, it's a, a, little, a little while longer, the same people, it seems he didn't finish them, the Philistines, 
they gather again in the same valley. Hello? If I were David and I have beaten you the first time, the second time I will not go and ask for another prayer. Because I know what happened. If we approach from the left, we'll do the same thing. But David goes back to the Lord again and asks God, should I advance against them? And God says, yes. And then he asks the Lord, then how? Strategy. Master strategist. Next year, less desire for divine strategy. Less desire for divine strategy. You won't go wrong. So, God tells him, now, David, this, this second time round, you have to do this. You have to wait until you hear the marching in the mulberry trees. And that is only when you should advance. In other words, don't lie on yesterday miracles for today. Today is a fresh day. And David hits the Lord and he defeats the Philistines. I learned a great lesson from that man of God. I learned great lessons. I learned great lessons. If someone eats, is eating on carpentry, don't say I'm also, let me also eat on carpentry. Yours is different. Ask for divine strategy. So two things as I conclude. Number one, have a plan for next year. Have plans for next year. And this also God taught me. As I told you, God has been teaching me over the time. I sat one. How did he teach me? I sat together with my brothers and sisters. We were still young guys then. I think the year was 2002 or 2003. We sat on 31st, like a day like this, with a big Bible. We didn't have Kesha. And so, I, we wanted to pray about next year. And I asked my brothers and sisters, now, what should, I, what should I pray to God for about you? About you and about you. You know, the answer those guys gave me shocked me. Or the Holy Spirit revealed to me how we live as believers. You know what they told me? Just pray that God blesses us. Hello? Pray that God blesses us. And the Holy Spirit told me what kind of a foolish prayer. Are you following this story? And God told me, be different. Be different. You can't go in the next year with God, give me blessings. Give me blessings. You know, blessings come in different, different forms. Be specific. Have big, audacious plans. Believers, this is important for believers. This is important for my brothers and sisters. Let's be audacious with plans. And among the little plans that we need to have, we need to shed, is the plans of having money. Hello? I said that things, when you get, they come with the packs. The packs. It's a package. Yesterday in our house, as we were praying, my sister Doris, we were praying. We had a prophet. We prayed for homes. We prayed for, next day we pray for homes. We should have prayed, give me a wife. You know what? A home is equals to? A home is equals to a house. A house does not stay in the air. 
It stays on a plot. A house comes with seats. And nowadays, a house comes with cars. I don't know whether you're seeing this. So, but when we pray, let's pray for audacious big stuff. And those things come with things inside. In other words, if you are trusting God for money, that money has to buy a plot or a house, right? But when trust God for a home, and a home also means peace. I don't know that you're seeing that prayer. So we want to pray for three things tonight. I want to go in a moment of a few prayers to pray for three. And I want you to reflect. I want to reflect, brothers and sisters, about three things you want to trust God for. Hello? Please don't ask for money. Don't ask for? Don't ask for clothes. I know young people here, this is thing. What is that pastor pre preaching? Because that's what we pray every day. Okay? Those things come as a package. We want to pray for things like a covenant of peace. Hello? We want to pray for things like a home. We want to pray things like souls. We want to pray things like order. I'm not, I'm not, those are mine. Those are mine. Think about yours. Three, only three things. I don't know why three. Why we didn't go to four. Each one of us had come with, um, but I forgot pens. I had wanted us to write and put them somewhere and pray. Perhaps we'll do that on Sunday. But let's just think about three things. Think about three things. For you and your family and your country that you want to take before God and say, God, this is my desire for next year. This is my desire for next year. Praise and worship team. And as we do that, remember, God is a divine strategist. We tell God our plans and ask him now, how do we execute them? And we'll be shocked a December day like this, the testimonies we'll be having. Hallelujah. So three desires. Desires for hearts, Desire for wisdom and desire for strategic intervention. Desire for strategic intervention. Those are our, our desires. We may not have pens to write, but if you get time to write, uh, on Sunday, we'll have a basket. Uh, we'll put them in the basket and we'll be looking for next year for, for testimonies. Amen. If you have a pen right now, you can write. We'll have a basket to drop them inside. In the interest of time, uh, we'll just whisper our, our desires to the Lord. The reason why I'm saying we write is because it's biblical. The Bible says that make your vision plain. Write it down and make the herald run with it. So let's let's pray as we, we meditate. Let's let's pray.
Father, we ask you to guide our hearts as you guided your son Solomon. Many times, Father, we pray amiss, not knowing how to ask. And tonight, Father, we come before you as your children with our hearts laid before you that you may guide our desires. As we put our vision to paper and in our hearts, we ask that we be guided of you. And let all this bring you glory. Father, we desire that this year we shall be ambassadors of Christ. Changing hearts. Turning people. Causing things to happen. Also our desire, Lord, is that you may intervene in the affairs of our lives. Intervene in the affairs of our lives, my Father. Teach us the how. The when. Of what we want to do want us to do. But Lord, as we meditate and we reflect, we ask you that the following three items that we are laying before you shall be pleasing to you as an aroma and that you will make it pass even in your own time. We ask this trusting knowledge of Jesus Christ. I want us to sing this song I love well, an old song. Tawala maisha yangu buwana Tawala 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 maisha yangu Tawala ewe Tawala maisha yangu buwana Tawala 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 maisha up our hands to the Father. That song is a prayer. We're just telling the Lord, rule my life. Rule my life, Lord. In the years to come, Lord, the year 2021, our prayer as a congregation is that, Lord, you will rule our lives. You who made us in your image and in your likeness. You who called us. And you who have chosen us, Lord. We surrender all to you tonight. We release ourselves to you, Lord Jesus. To your spirit to guide us. The wonderful counselor, the wonderful teacher, we release ourselves to him. Thank you for the year 2020. Father, we are grateful that you saw us through. You provided to our needs. You fought our battles. Lord, we survived coronavirus. Blessed be your holy name. Even when there was no job, there was food on the table. 
Lord, you gave us favor from our landlords. We can't thank you enough. But we are grateful, very grateful, that we are here tonight to say thank you for the year 2020. As we usher in the year 2021, Lord, we are just saying thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. To God be the glory. Yes, Lord, thank you. Brethren, together we said we will believe God. And it's okay because God is outside time. If we were in Japan or China, would have already closed over to the other ear. So let's not be limited by that clock over there. We are already in 2021. Come on, let's shout! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! To God be the glory! Hallelujah.